Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Welcome to another episode of We Come in a dot, dot, dot podcast. Okay. All right. So I'm recording. All right. So thanks for joining us, guys. Another episode of Becoming a Dot 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 Podcast. I'm Ricky, and I'm here with a special guest. She's all the way from Orlando. And she is a multi-talented person. She multi-talented person. She is uh, a high school TV production teacher. And you know what? I'm just gonna let her explain herself. So here we go. Hello, podcast people. My name is Genevieve Jackson. I am a apparently multi-talented TV production teacher. Um, I've been teaching TV for eight, nine years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, that that was my that was what I'm doing currently. I really enjoy it. It's it's fun to watch kids be creative with TV production, and a lot more students of mine over the years have been getting into the field. So that's kind of exciting to see them doing their thing. You know, maybe they'll make it big and hire on Miss Jackson for a full time job. You know, six figures will be where I want to start. You know, consulting, teaching wrangling talent you know since that's what we kind of do with teaching right like you 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 get a whole bunch of unwilling people to learn what they need to learn but I have a lot of fun doing what I do and um I really wouldn't I really wouldn't my journey's been very strange and I don't think I would change it because it made me who I am when you talk about your journey tell us how you got even in tv production and was that what you wanted to do when you were younger or... Yeah, just get into it. Let's see. Well, you know, it's interesting because, like, I remember as a kid I always wanted to be a writer. You know, that, that was my thing. I, I want to be a writer. I want to be a writer. I want to be a writer. And it started to evolve as I got older. I wanted to start writing. Um, I used to... As a, I, I, I'm a nerd. I used to like, you know, those movies like Spy Hard and Hot Shots? Yeah. And I used to love those movies. And um, I would start to memorize them and I would do these things and I would do like the, the recordings and I would splice things together. And then like I was like, I want to be a writer for spoof movies. You know, that's that's what I wanted to be a screenwriter for those types of movies. Now, did you write any? No. Um, I used to uh, I was in a drama class in high school and they used to have us do like these little plays. So I would always be always the one to like crank out a script, something very strange, something very weird, you know. And then every every once in a while in high school, I would write some, you know, stupid story about, like, I had one that I thought was, like, the, the you know, the Adam and Eve story. Yeah. I kind of revised it. Um, and I, I had this whole, I got to find it, actually, because I, I do save a lot of my work. It was about how, like, Eve was framed, basically, and um, how the whole story evolved and how it got to be different. You know what I'm saying? And how humans became kind of elevated over animals. You know, it was, it was very strange. And, um... And then there was another story I wrote. Uh, I used to just write a lot of stories. There was there was another story I wrote about you know that story with uh, George Washington, that famous one where he, the he, no, he chopped down the cherry tree or cherry, something stupid. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I always doubted that story, even as a kid when they told us like you know he was getting his ass whooped until he confessed. You know, so I wrote this whole story about it. Yeah, you know, like I wrote this whole story about how he was running around 
with his axe, you know what I'm saying, like doing his thing, and then he goes and chops down the cherry tree because he was mad at his dad, and then his dad came home and, you know, started to whoop him, and, you know, because he started to tell, like, some grandiose lie about what happened, and then his dad starts whooping him, whooping him, whooping him until he finally confesses, and his dad's like, yeah, thank you for being honest. You know, you're going to be a president one day with that honesty or something stupid. It was just something that I came up with when I was a kid, but I always like writing those types of stupid stories. So when I got to college... I don't remember choosing my major. I don't actually remember the moment when I chose my major, but I remember looking at a transcript or something and it said, oh, your major is mass communications. And I'm like, yeah, that works, you know, so, um, which is television production and all that other stuff. So it just was a natural thing for me to do because I I kind of evolved. I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be like Oprah for a minute. I think I just wanted her money. I mean, who doesn't? You know. But, um, yeah, I I did that, and I started working doing, like, distance education for College of Engineering, like technical directing. I learned a lot of, like, USF's program is really excellent for TV production, but I would say, like, I was trained journalism more than film. You know, I I was trained in studio work and, you know, all of that good stuff. That's how I got, quote-unquote, trained until I got my first job and I got fired. (laughs) Not my fault. Totally not my fault. Okay. I'll still slap out. I can't cuss, can I? Can I cuss? Yeah. Oh, I'll still slap that bitch in the face. It was so not my fault. What happened was, I was a kid. I was 21 years old. I was in, I had spent the summer interning at, doing my thing, and um, and then they offered me a full-time job doing the distance education stuff. Okay. I was paying like $9 an hour, and I was kind of excited for that, and that's when I discovered about um, taxes, and, uh, but she... The lady who initially offered the job, initially she wanted us to make us full-time university staff, and then the budget came through and that wasn't able to happen. And they told us that up front, we were, okay, you're not going to be full-time, you're going to be temporary, you know, whatever. But um, we were working more than 40 hours a week because she didn't hire a full staff. So we were getting all this overtime, and being the young, idealistic children that we were, we didn't know we were supposed to be getting paid time and a half. You're supposed to be getting paid time and a half for every hour that you work over 40 hours in a work week. She was paying a straight time. What happened was somebody who was working with us was like, had, was friends with a lawyer. And was telling us some of the problems that we were having at work. Like, oh, we're working so hard. We're doing this. We're pulling, like, 50, 60 hours a week. It's so stressful. And, you know, the guy happened to mention, are you getting overtime? And she's like, no. And he's like, you're supposed to be getting paid time and a half. So this is the critical. This is where we, this is where we screwed up. We went to the lady instead of going to HR. no. no, no, no. And so, lo and behold, a week later, I'm fired as a technical director slash camera operator slash whatever I was. And then I went to work for an engineering firm uh, in downtown Tampa. Yeah, I was a secretary. Or not a secretary. I was like a receptionist. Okay. You know, that was cool. And I was doing uh, weddings. I was shooting um, weddings on the side for a company that was out in... uh, the Pinellas County. If y'all don't know, once you start out from film school or any school doing production, pretty much you can go straight into wedding, video, photography. I did it a couple of times. Weddings are stressful, especially if it's not organized or 
they don't tell you all of what's going to happen. Like one wedding I went to, the rehearsal, this is what's going to happen, blah, 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 get to the wedding, the lights changed. Something I need to know. I need to know the lights going to change. Or I had my first uh, Catholic wedding. Never had a Catholic wedding before. I did not know. I did not know. <laughs> and I was like, they was like, yeah, we're going to do full mass. I was like, wait, what? What does that mean? I, mass what? And. <laughs> Your camera ran out of battery. Something died. I, I just, I got, luckily I had two cameras. I rented a camera. And I went in, I had one just like standard camera that got like the wide shot. And then I had my camera in my hand getting B-roll. So I didn't shoot the whole thing because I. I didn't have enough memory for it because I didn't know it was going to be like a two-hour <laughs> And then you, they had a break in between the wedding, and then you came back for the reception. And I was like, it was like a three-hour break. So I went to another wedding that I was attending and then came back to do, yeah, it was, I was like, I'm never doing a Catholic wedding ever again. <laughs> um, luckily... My first Catholic wedding was my cousin's wedding. And I went in hungry. Big mistake in a Catholic wedding. Um, And after that, I was like, this is the most horrible thing I've ever experienced in the entire... I I literally thought we were going to go in. They were going to say some words. They were going to kiss and move on. The standing up, sit down, kneel down and pray. Somebody has to sing Ave Maria. So, yeah, that was... Yeah. The weddings that I did were Greek Orthodox weddings because they was out in Pinellas but they're basically Catholic weddings in Greek, you know? So that was fun. Um, You know, I enjoyed it because it wasn't my company. I was working for somebody else. And the person was pretty cool that I worked with. You know, I started out like as a B videographer. So that was a lot, a lot less stressful. But um, the one time that I was an A videographer, a couple times that I was an A videographer is when the stress level raises because it's just it's just you. <laughs> I had some experiences. I, I missed the tossing of the bouquet one time. In my, def- I you know you know how, you ever have that thing where you think you're recording, and then yeah. you stop recording. You're like, oh, starts recording. Like, yeah, that that happened with the tossing of the bouquet. I was frazzled because this guy had pinched my ass. Um, one of the guests, and then I turned around ready to pop him in the mouth, and I had to re- like, oh, you're at work. You know, like, so, and he had no teeth, so he wasn't even cute. And I was, and he's like, I just wanted to see what you would do. Like, okay, hmm, that was fun. So maybe, maybe I missed a tossing, that was the wedding where I missed a tossing of the bouquet. So it might have been like some, like, subconscious resentment, like, Mm-mm, you don't get this because your guests are ratchet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Another wedding I did, the groomsmen were completely trashed. And not, not like lit, they were three sheets of the wind trashed oh, and um handed the camera you know handed the microphone to them to say you know during the reception to say hey you know thank you guys for coming out to my wedding oh no no it was fuck everybody who didn't come out here fuck y'all hating on us this is our special day give the give the mic to the little son yeah that's right fuck y'all like oh yeah mm, okay. yeah that was fun so how long did you do that for i did that for pretty much the entire time that i was in pinellas um for about a a year, about two years maybe um, but it was it was off and on you know it wasn't my full-time job was with the uh, engineering company and then I went to work for catch 47 bright house sports network is oh, what okay. it's called now or now spectrum sports but it was catch 47 catch 47 I sucked at that job I suck so bad 
Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> a lot of things wrong. No, um, it was it was weird because it was the first like studio production company. Because uh, yeah, they were a sports news station, but it was more. I would say it was like studio productions. You know, we went out and filmed high school football games and stuff okay. like that. Like, and um, I discovered that you kind of have to know sports in order to film sports. Yeah, yeah you kind of do because they're like like. Hey, Genevieve, you're cutting off the running back in your shot. Which one's the running back? (laughs) You know, like, okay, just make it completely wide. That's too wide. Zoom in, but don't cut off the running back. Where the hell's the running back? I don't understand. I would follow the fake, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I was, and football is a complicated sport to film. It is. It is. I did a soccer game. There's one big ball, and they're all chasing it. That was easy. Basketball, there's one big ball. They're all chasing it. I got that, you know, like football. I can't see the ball from the freaking top of the scaffolding, you know, like, and and that's the thing. Like, I was screwing up a lot at that job, um, and then they put me in master control, and that's where I kind of thrived. Like, okay. like, hey, I know how to build your rundown to make your commercials and right. stuff like that. They're so, like, yeah, get her out of here. yeah, like they're like, ah, production, not so much. You know, and, and I was making dumb mistakes too. Like, I wore this shirt that said "My headlights are on for safety," and it had a car with the headlights. And I thought it was a cute thing, and I understood the innuendo, but I didn't think it was that obvious. And I wore it to work. <laughs> Listen, young people, just don't wear graphic tees to work. Yeah, it's really what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was a good experience. It was a good experience. The people there were really great because they did they were very patient with me. Like all the guys that I worked with were extremely patient because I would have been punched myself in the mouth if I was working there. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I worked there for about a year and then I quit because my grandma died and I moved back to Orlando. And then um, I went to work for News 13 because it was the same parent company. And then I was there for about another two and a half years. And then I was like. I want to buy a house. That's what it started it. Like, I wanted to buy a house. Like, I want to buy a house. I was making eleven sixty-five an hour. I actually went down in pay. I was making twelve twenty-five at Catch 47, down to eleven sixty-five at News 13. And I'm like, I take a cut in pay to work for the same company. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't able to buy a house with the hours and everything I was working. So I became a teacher. So my thing is, did you just come up with it on your own? Or did you, or like, somebody talk to you about it? Like, teaching, I should do this for a living. I can make more money. Did you research it? Like, how did you get the ideal to teach? Well, both my, okay. So my mom, my dad, for a while my brother, my sister-in-law, my aunt, my uncle, my grandmother, they were all teachers wow. or teachers aides and my sister. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't out of the blue. I started substitute teaching for extra cash. All right. Listen up, y'all. I'm y'all substitute teacher, Mr. Garvey. I taught school for 20 years in the inner city. So don't even think about messing with me. Y'all feel me? Mm-hmm. OK, let's take a roll here. Jay Quellen. Where's Jay Quellen at? No Jay Quellen here? Yeah. Uh, do you mean Jacqueline? Okay. So that's how it's gonna be. Y'all wanna play. Okay, then. I've got my eye on you, Jay Quellen. 
I liked it because I told the kids to do something and they did it. And I'm like, oh, so y'all just going to do what I say, huh? <laughs> and that was it. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I liked being back in the classroom. Um, I enjoy school. And, and, I, and I never was a person that hated school. I didn't like high school that much because, you know, the people are stupid. But, like, yeah, if you're in high school, the people in high school suck. And that it doesn't matter where you go to high school. It doesn't matter what state, city, county school you're at. There's a lot of high schoolers out there who suck. And that's okay. That's, 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 that's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of hormonal people concentrated in one building. You know, it, it, it gets to you after a while. Now, as a teacher observing it, it's hilarious. It's like, <laughs> like you sur- you're for real crying like that? Ooh, wow. Like, oh, that's your biggest problem, huh? Like, geez. And that's why adults tell you, like, yeah, this is the best time because what you're going through is, like, the biggest thing in the entire universe. And then you get to be my age and you're like, that, that's, that's what's fucking up your life? Ooh, wow. What a great life you have. You, know, like, you, don't realize you don't realize it when you're a kid, you know. And I also like high school. I like I like high schoolers. They're more working with adults. No. No. And and I know it makes me sound like a creep, like a weirdo. But it's it's a it's a matter of with young kids, they're honest. They're just honest with you and they are forgiving a lot of times a lot of kids are very forgiving like like oh i screwed that up it's okay you know like they're you know what i'm saying like high i know people think that high schoolers and teenagers are evil people i mean and a lot of times they're evil to each other you know um and there's a lot of evil there but at least they're upfront about their evilness whereas adults are and they're evil about things that don't matter adults are evil about things that matter you know what I'm saying? Like your job, you know, like firing you when you're 21 years old and barely paying the rent. You know what I'm saying? Like, like over some high school shit, you know, like, and that's, and that's why I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, so working with high school kids, it's, it's cool to see the growth that happens with them. You know, the maturity, you know, the coming of coming to their senses, like, Hey, you know, I mean, I think I could, you know, and I think, the single thing that I love the most about teaching high school is, and this is going to sound cheesy as hell, um, their dreams are still real. Yeah. You know, so there's still that idealism of, well, yeah, I'm going to get in the NBA. And you're like, oh, no, you're not. But, you know, I mean, but you don't want to say that, you know, like, you know, you want to let them kind of go through that journey and see. But it can still be real. It's still a pop- like the world is still ready for them it hasn't it hasn't come like for some kids unfortunately who come from rough backgrounds or whatever the world has beat them up a little bit but they haven't they're not fixed in their you know like what do you want to be oh miss i either want to be like an engineer or like a painter like okay okay (laughs) you know like and they're both viable options you know like they're not old yet you know so that's it's just you just you just start to lose a little bit of that idealism about life, you know. And um, I don't think it's because the world changed; it's just your view of the world changed. You know, like what you think you can do and what you think you can't do starts to chip away, and so you start thinking, "Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that." So I tell the kids, "I was like, look, you know, you're 18 years old, graduated. Like, what do I do? Like, whatever you want. <laughs> you know, like you." 
you don't, you know, most of you, you don't have kids. You don't have huge obligations. You know, you don't have a house, a mortgage, or this or that. You you haven't gotten caught up with life. So if someone says, hey, let's go to Japan and pick flowers, you could literally hop on a plane and go to Japan and pick flowers. You know, like, or something equally crazy. Yeah, I, like I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> wherever you want to go. Like, that that's still still a possibility. And I said, I was like, listen, and I tell them, I'm like, you're young, and with all due respect, you're kind of dumb. In the sense of, you'll do something crazy, stupid, like, you know, oh, I'm going to fly to Thailand and just kind of walk around for a little bit. And people will still afford you that opportunity to do that. Like, no one's trying to hear that from a 35-year-old, you know? I mean, unless you're like, you know, Julia Roberts and Eat, Pray, Love or something. Like, oh, look, I divorced my husband and I'm just going to, like, leave for a year. What a life. Being around these teenagers and all this good stuff, if you could go back... Do it again with all the knowledge you have at the age now. What would you change? Is it weird that I have very specific answers for this? Whatever. Thing number one, I would run track in high school. I always like to run, and I wish I had run track in high school. Thing number two, I would not put limitations on what I could do. You know, like, I, I would get better grades. I mean, I had, like, a very high GPA. I would have started the journey of making, like, I would have been more serious about the things that I was interested in like writing and you know i used to like to take pictures too like i i just would have been a little more innovative in that sense you know what i'm saying like and thing number three i would have applied for more scholarships in college (laughs) but i mean there wasn't the internet when i was a kid the way it is now you know so it might be very different like i would get on the internet and read fanfic there was no facebook or myspace or anything like that you know really love my fanfic i like the (laughs) x-files I love X-Files. So let me think. Thinking, thinking, thinking. I had something, then you threw me off. No, no, no. It's not your fault. I do it all the time. I'm just trying to think of what I was going to say, and now I can't remember. All right. So now that you've been, so you've been teaching, what, 10, you said, 9, 10 years? All right. What is your next goal? I love education, but we're doing it completely wrong. So I want to be governor of Florida. Just to be, just to make some sweeping changes to the education system and become a model, because there's a couple things that we just need to, a couple of little tweaks here and there, you know. Um, but that's just to get things done. There's like a whole goal here. Like, I wanna, I do own a production company, um, ShinyScrollProductions.com. Hit me up. Website's coming. Um, I'm still doing the wedding videography. And I'm starting to get into photography, you know, um, because a lot of people ask me, oh, can you do pictures? Like, ah, yes. (laughs) So, um, like, better than you, yes. In my Ansel Adams, no. But um, a couple of my graduates are getting into TV production, and um, a lot of them have this great talent, and there's no grooming of them in the sense of, like, there's no place for them to go as novices you know what I'm saying like to to learn and you always got to have that experience and um with through teaching I want to drive I teach at a uh the demographic of my school is mostly uh Hispanic um and Haitian and um African American and without sounding too preachy those kids get left behind as far as media is concerned everybody wants to tell stories about them 
but nobody wants to let them tell their stories, you know, and they're the, the you, what you'll find even teaching a school that's pretty just straight one, not one type of person, but, you know, like, oh, I'm a Title I school, most of my kids are poor. Yeah, but the diversity that's there is still, you know, you still have your jocks, you still have your pretty mean girls, you still have your pretty nice girls, you still, you know, and their creativity is still there, you know, it's just not fostered a lot of times because we're busy trying to, sometimes I feel like we're always busy trying to rescue them, you know, and for me, getting into the arts, you know, I was in band and I was in, you know, drama and all these other things, that was a great thing for a kid like me, you know, and you don't see yourself represented as much. Now it's a lot better, you know. It's a lot better than it was when I was a kid, you know, to, to be the kid who was into, like, band, X-Files, <laughs> and um, at TV production, there is a certain type of person that you think of and they don't look like me, you know, and it, that, that made it very difficult. I think that's, that's one of the things that made it very difficult to have a career in the field at the time that I was in. And I don't think I knew that consciously. I don't think people were like outwardly rude to me or, you know what I'm saying, or, or discriminatory, but it is, it does kind of stay in the back of your mind. Like, okay, I kind of suck at this, you know, like, and if I don't look like the kind of person that's into this, then you might be thinking, I don't know if people were ever thinking like, well, yeah, you suck at it because this is not your thing. You know what I'm saying? But it is kind of my thing. I just kind of sucked at it at the time, right. you know? So that's kind of where I'm at now. I wanted to create more of an avenue to bring more kids into the visual arts, visual and performing arts, um, that the ones that they don't get to talk, the ones that at least down here, I don't know how it is in other states and other countries, whatever, you know. It's, but let them know it's a viable career option. It's not. It's yeah. It's a fun hobby. You know. It's it's a great hobby to have, but it is a viable career option. And with the way technology is going, we're podcasting at the mall. You know, like, and that's beautiful. You know, like the fact that we can do that and the fact that we can have a voice. The fact that we can take a class at Apple. Exactly. And just have access to that. That wasn't there when we were kids, you know, like just to be able to find. I mean, you got the Melrose and the downtown library and stuff like that. Like and so I'm trying to push them like, look, if you're into this, if you're into making music, if you're into making videos, if you're into making any type of art, what I tell the kids is you don't need anybody's permission to do that. As, at least not anymore. Maybe in the past you did not permission, but you needed you needed to have an in now. Get your phone, get your little $300 video camera, get a computer and go, you know, and you can, you can do it. And not everybody's going to be YouTube famous, not everybody's going to be go viral, but anybody can take pictures. So I have kids who have started their own photography companies. I have one student who's in film school and she's been working with Tyler Perry. I have another kid who started his own little production company and another girl who's just doing great. I mean, they're like, and that took a while. It took, it took a couple of years of teaching to cycle through to see more kids getting into it. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm just, ex- I, I want to push them to keep doing it, but it does take a little bit more, um, it takes a different kind of thinking because if, you're, if your parents are kind of like, oh, you need a real job, ah, you know, <laughs> like it's hard. And I'm, I can't even argue with that. Like, because for me to quit my quote unquote real job to go into production full time would be like, Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. So that's a steady paycheck I'm losing. Um, 
it's a leap of faith. But that's why I, that's why I like young kids because they can do that because they don't have the limitations or whatever. You know, you don't have to be a starving artist anymore. You know, I think that was a. I don't know if you ever had to be, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so my vision for the future is to create an avenue for to bring more people through into television production and media, specifically people who might have been like me, didn't always have a someone. Like my parents were the TV production, so I always had that on that end, you know. Like, but it was a, it was a getting into the business was a little difficult for me. Like, I wanted to be a reporter, but I didn't want to straighten my hair, and that that was I don't know if that was is that an was that an option? Like, I don't think most people had like like dreadhead reporters, you know, like. You know, you feel me, though? Like, it's like, ah. You know, I was asking people, I want to produce. And they're like, great job. Yay. You know, like, okay, okay, bye-bye. You know, um, and, you know, but I I wasn't, maybe I was in the wrong side of the business, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was probably in the wrong side of the business. I was probably in the wrong arena. I needed to be more creative. I needed to be more out there. Someone who understood my weird, crazy, like, okay, cool. You know, like, news might have been a little too straight-laced for me. Yeah. Like, you yeah. could do more, like, in living color. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! When I found Issa Rae's book, like, The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl, I fell in love. I'm like, it's like you're narrating my life! I remember when... Oh, I guess I'll take this. And then you can eat. Um, I remember just going through YouTube, and I got on her for some reason don't even know how i found her and i was like oh awkward black girl and i'm like i feel like that sometimes all right let me look at it and then i was like oh yeah i like this too and i'm awkward like this too and i talk to myself too (laughs) and i have like little daydreams of stuff and i'm just like i don't tell anybody about it because it seems weird but this was like damn it is somebody out there like me, cause I, because other people think, oh, especially in the black community, you know, you like, oh, she crazy, or you know, you get, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she want to be white, cause she talks correctly, and oh, she does this, so she crazy, and maybe some, she a little touched in the head, you know, so it's just like now, it's just like, oh, now girls can see, oh, I'm not the only one. There's other women out there like me, and. Because especially like you were saying, like, even today sometimes when I do productions, sometimes I'm the the only black girl. A lot of times I'm the only black girl. And I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, it's mostly men, mostly white men. And maybe sometimes I may see one or two people of color and we might be the only one or two of us. And then especially when I went to California... And we went to The Price is Right. And I was, and me being a person, I'm like, okay, so there's one female and the rest are male. Not even women of color. Just I like to like, okay, how many females are in production? And then I'm like, okay. And then it, I didn't see any, maybe one person of color in the two productions I went to see. And so I'm just like, is it because we don't think we can do it or we're not getting picked enough? Or like, I don't know what it is, but I mean, I'm happy when I do get a 
the job? Because if I do, I'm like, I'm going to work as hard as I can. So they're like, okay, oh, she was good. Maybe we can hire some more black people. I don't know how it works. A lot of people think that there's like we have like these meetings where we all sit down and decide what we're going to be angry about or whatever. And there's no formula for living. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no one narrative that somebody gets to live, you know. And what sucks is, is that like a lot of people don't think kids or people are into certain. And I know we all joke about it and stuff like that, you know. And I always tell my kids, it's like everybody has prejudices and that's that's natural. I was like, but when someone defies what you thought they were going to be, go with it. Don't try to push them back into what you thought they. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you're gonna look at somebody and be like, "Oh yeah, she's she's not nice." You know what I'm saying? Like, or "Oh yeah, he's kind of mean," or "Oh yeah, this person likes this." And then you talk to them and get to know them and be like, "Okay, you're actually kind of different." And that's okay. You know, it's okay that you thought that before. But I think, I mean, I, I, it's, but it's not okay when you keep them there. And representation matters, especially for kids. Especially for kids. Because kids are constantly looking, even high school kids, as much as they try to, oh, I don't care, they, they, they need validation in what they do, you know, and they, they want to be, they want to be seen like, okay, that's, that's, that's what you like. Okay, there's other, there's, there's somebody going to encourage you. And a lot of people don't think they go out of their way to discourage kids from certain things. But sometimes we do, you know, like sometimes we over encourage one thing because it's something we recognize you know so like for me when i see i have kids who <laughs> do some crazy off the wall videos and they're weird and you know they're they're off and they don't they're, they're kind of misfit but i recognize the misfit in myself so i encourage it you know i was like but if i was someone who wasn't a misfit if i was someone who always fit in if i was someone who you know what i'm saying like then i see a misfit kid and i may i, I may not discard but I just won't eat, I won't know what to do with it. So it's representation is 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 very true and we tend to we tend to validate and go for what we recognize, you know? So if you see someone that fits something that you will kind of a preconceived notion, you're going to go with that. And it's not that I'm trying to demonize anybody, you know, for having the job that they have or being into what they're into or I'm not trying to make it anybody's fault, you know. It's it's no one's fault. It's just, it's just you have to recognize, like, look, you're going to encourage something that is a little more familiar to you than something that isn't, and that's just human nature, you know. So sometimes you might want to step out of your box and try something different, you know, or try to see something different or try to understand where someone's coming from, you know, and when you get into television production we're, we're so like get it done get it done get it done get it done and there's so much riding on it sometimes that we don't want to take those chances because we got to get it done and that's why I say like I really appreciate the people that I worked with before when I was bad at my job they didn't let up you know what I'm saying they didn't they didn't let me they're like I mean, because they could have fired me within the 90 days, and I would have been mad, but I would have been like, yeah, I kind of did suck at that job. I didn't even know who the hell the running back was, you know? Like, But they, 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 they worked with me, and I, and I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, but, but those types of things are the things that I think really help push the world forward, the world or society or whatever. Just, hey, look, okay, you can't do this. You suck at this. Try this, try this. Because I was like a PA or something, so yeah. you could try different things, you know? Like, But I don't know. I, it, 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 you understand the struggle like it's 
it's hard to be in this business, period. It's hard for anybody, no matter who you are. This is a hard business. It's hard to be a creative person because we all tend to be a little ADHD. Um, squirrel. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Hence, shiny squirrel. Yeah. Um, we all tend to be people who don't think in a linear pattern, you know, and that's just the way it, you know, so, and then the jobs are not nine to five type jobs. No. They're, they're not. So when, you know, so it's, it's, it makes it a bit of a struggle for anybody trying to get into this business. But if you keep at it, you know, maybe if I kept at it more, I'd be someplace different. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I appreciate my journey because I actually did learn more teaching than I did when I was in the business. I don't, that's weird, but I learned a lot more teaching. <laughs> really? Yeah, I learned a whole lot. Like, things that I never knew. Like, I'm still learning, and that's what keeps me teaching because it keeps me, you know, a kid will ask an off-the-wall question like, shit, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, like, let's figure it out, you know? That's what I love about teaching. So I kind of want to keep the teaching aspect of it, the education aspect of it, but I want to bring, I also want to use that as a launching pad to diversify who's in media and... To, to have more representation of the different people who are into media, you know, like, and the different avenues to take it now with technology. Like, yeah. hey, there's a million different things you can do now. Like, there was a million different things you could do before, but now there's, like, two million different things you can do, you know? So, yeah. Like, that's, that's what I consider the future. Yeah. Like she said earlier, we're in a crowded mall. We went to uh, an Apple class. Um, Apple has classes. Didn't know until she told me about it. We took a what, cine- cinematic cinematography, um, and we did a short story on um, on an iPad. So we fi- and it looks great. Oh my god, it was a fun like. I mean, granted. We've done all this before. This is what we do. But it's fun to, like, keep learning and maybe technology and learn different ways to do things. Because I did learn some stuff about iMovie on an iPad that I didn't know you could do, which I wish I had one now. Because it would be so much easier to edit on an iPad than it would be on my freaking desktop. You know, and I still have Premiere and all that. But it was just so freaking easy to do it on the iPad. And I could record stupid little stuff on that and have it done in a matter of an hour. It was fun. Yeah. And they have other classes. They have photography class. They have, like, we took a video class. They have music with GarageBand. They have apps, coding, health and fitness, and something else I think I saw on the, the website. But and, and learning never stops. Like, I always like to learn, like, I'll go to the... Melrose here at the library and they have classes and they have After Effects and Photoshop which I need to take all over again because I forget stuff if I don't keep doing it I'm forgetting so you know even though yeah we've been doing this for I don't know how long technology keeps growing and we got to keep learning and if you're a teacher you got to keep learning to teach your kids my biggest fear is becoming one of those teachers that, like, knows what they know and nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my biggest fear. Be like, oh, yeah, back in uh, 1952, we did blah, 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 blah. You know, like, oh, I want to stay cool and hit. No, I'm not. I'm 36 years old. I'm grown. I don't want to become so disconnected with what's going on 
you know what I'm saying, innovation-wise, that I'm, you know, still rocking Betamax tapes and the kids are on SD cards and stuff like that, you know. Like, yeah, so you have, to, you have to stay learning in order to stay relevant. And then, to me, when you're teaching, you got to let the kids show you something, too. You know, like, because they, they point out stuff to you that you'd be like, oh, for, I, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, they, I'm. They, I learned a lot from them. I learned, I learned a lot from them. That's great. I learned a lot from all type like apps and different things that they find for free because they're broke and they can't afford to buy stuff. <laughs> so they're like, oh, this one kid showed me Blender. And I'm like, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, I mean, yes, I did this with Blender. And, and I'm like, it's like this open source uh, 3D graphics software. It's completely legit. Like, yeah. Our, our news show, uh, subscribe to ORTV Pioneer. ORTV Pioneer. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel. And you get to see uh, with our news show exactly what um, Blender can do. Because he did all of that through Blender. And, and that's on YouTube? It's on YouTube, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, you, you got to learn from... The, the kids teach you because they're up on technology. They suck at technology, but they're up on it. I don't know how... It's, it's a weird... No, they suck at it. Just, um... Okay, listen. There's kids with, like, iPhone 25,000s or whatever. I get that. You know what I'm saying? They have, like, the latest, greatest whatever. And then I'll say, hey, click file, save as. Miss, where's file? Like, okay, okay, um, file. You know, like, file on the on the software. But where's file? Okay, so, like, every software... I, I literally have to go through this lesson. Like, okay, so no matter what software you open, it's file, edit, view. Like, open up any software, it is file, edit, view. No, ma- I have to go through this. I'll be like, okay, right-click, huh? Right-click, huh? Click with your middle finger. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, That's true. The, the basics is what they suck at. Yeah. I remember when I was working at the tech camp last summer, and I made sure to, like, write out, to type out the steps. So... If I'm working with somebody else, I'm like, okay, it's on this page. I already had it step by step what you need to do just in case I'm busy with another kid. And same question all the time. Mary Poppins, what is this? What the, how do we save this? And how do I open another project? You know that, piece, that, that booklet I gave you? It's all in there. Just step by step. It's right there. Do we actually, I mean, there's a reason Ikea instructions have, like, no words. <laughs> we don't read instructions either. <laughs> but I made it so simple. <laughs> it's just like, even, and I even went, whoa. I even went through and, like, got tabs so they could, from the computer so they could see this is what it looks like if you do it from... And a picture of the screen, and it's no, 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 no. We're just gonna click, and we're gonna keep clicking until the computer just freezes, and then we're gonna complain that our computer's broken. Thank you so much for talking to me today. <laughs> it's been fun. It's getting loud in this mall because it's time to go home, I guess, for everybody. What time is it? It's six thirty. Yeah. So again, make sure you listen, subscribe. As always, be you, be great, and. I'll see you next time. Bye.